What up? This is Yanka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And today we're going to try to switch things up a little bit. Um, Yanka and I have been having some discussions about the fact that, you know, we'll talk about something new and current, but then we won't release it until about, you know, three weeks whenever we decide to drop an episode. It was a salute me and shoot me and I shot him. Right. Uh, and so what we're going to do going forward, at least what we're going to experiment with is uh, when we have news to talk about, we'll talk about that in a specific episode. And then we will record another episode for the, the feature feature episode that we're going to do. Right. So we're going to do that today. We have a special guest who we won't go too much in depth about on this particular episode. We will go more in depth on our actual episode for the week that we're recording. Right. So Shams, you want to say hello? Hey guys, thank you for having me. That's okay. love. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, stay tuned. You know what it's time for? That word on the. You wanna you wanna take us into the news? Yeah. Uh, so first, we should just you know give a shout out to to Chuck Berry, um, musical icon. Yep. Uh, big up for you know African American music here in the states, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, he passed. He was ninety. Ninety years old. Ninety years old. And um, even though I, I don't know all of his music, um, I'm a big. I'm really into to classic rock, as you know. Yeah. Yep. And I recognize his uh, his musical influence, and so Agreed. I just wanted to wholeheartedly. Give a, give a I also that. wanted to add that um, Chuck Berry was actually an instrumental part of Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> you know, my That's man right. Marty McFly had to pull the Johnny B. Good out to get his mom's back. So, you know, shout out to Marty McFly. He got the shoes now. Um, and, I, I, you know, but I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to completely make the whole situation a joke. Uh, he definitely had a huge and indelible um, influence on what became rock music. Yes. Um, and, you know, rest in peace to a, a musical icon. Yeah. And I, and I want to say, too, um, I know that sometimes listeners today, they might hear these old musicians names and be like oh you know i have respect for that old legend but i'm not actually going to go back and and listen to and enjoy his music no chuck berry has some stuff for sure uh he could play and one of the things that i appreciate about chuck berry is people talk about performers nowadays about all the things oh they you know they have to dance and sing at the same time look chuck berry was rocking the guitar singing and dancing at the same time and don't just immediately go back and like say his moves are corny nah the dude has some moves oh, hell yeah. and so you know much respect to to chuck berry and all the artists of that day that don't get the love that he got because it For wasn't sure. just him there was plenty of others right um so you know 80s babies just giving a shout out to, to, to chuck berry so rest in peace for sure for sure what else are we gonna discuss so uh drake just came out with a playlist right yes. not an album right a playlist can um, we talk about that first so go ahead well so, that's actually so, the the crux of what i wanted to talk right about, yeah actually yeah so first and foremost right um because as an artist it's actually something that i've thought about experimenting with i think that it's really dope that that you know they're packaging music in this way um i had a conversation uh, a long time ago with a friend who i, I think is revolutionary he he feels as though it was already the belief, um, you know, in his area. But he told me a long time ago, he said, look, the album as a medium is dead. He's like, you know, people aren't going to make albums anymore. Um, it's going to be all about singles going forward. You might get an EP here and there, but it's not going to be about albums. We had this conversation in 2006, I want to say, 2006, 2007. He said that. And um, wow. the real, concept, real ahead of the game. Then. I feel like he's ahead of the game. Yeah. He doesn't feel that way. Shout out to uh, my man, Jay Smash, who, who we had that conversation. Uh, but so the the playlist as a medium to release music, I think is is kind of ahead of the game. And I think that is dope. So I just wanted to put that out there before we. 
Scott. So, Frederick. Shams, do you have any thought? Because you've listened to the entire thing. I've only listened yeah. to about eight. Eight or nine. I've tracks. heard about three tracks. To be right. Okay. So um, I was commenting earlier. Um, I'm in D.C. for the weekend, uh, and I've been going around the entire D.M.V. area, just across the board, and it's just been wild because I was in Baltimore yesterday, drove down to Upper Marlboro, then to Silver Spring, and I still had like six tracks left of the album, <laughs> or playlist, or whatever. Right? right. And I'll get to that point in a second. Um. I personally feel like at this point, I'd rather hear 12 to 14 good tracks right. than 22 haphazardly put together tracks. And we can talk about whether or not they were haphazardly put together or not, mm-hmm. but just a personal preference. I'd like to you put your foot in 12 to 14 tracks. I think at some point it wanes, right? So mm-hmm. that's just one thing. Mm-hmm. Two, while I agree, I don't know if I agree if the album is dead, right? Okay. I think the idea... Maybe the term album is dead, but the idea of a cohesive project still matters, right? People, I agree with that. People loved Lemonade, not just because of the album, because it was a cohesive, put-together concept. Was, so no right. matter what you do, it still has to be cohesive and have a real thought process around it. So so one quick thing about, about the Lemonade thing. Um, if we were to take Lemonade out of the context of it being a movie and make it only an album, it actually sounds more like a playlist to me than it does an album. What do you think? I agree Especially in the sense that I've gone back to revisit Lemonade, mm-hmm. just the music. Um, and, and you and I, when it came out, you and I were actually somewhat excited about it. Yo, in let's the sense let's that, talk about the conversation that we had when that came out. So, well, I think what you and I were excited about is the mm-hmm. fact that we could actually talk about Beyonce's music right. more so than just the brand of Beyonce. Right around her music so like i think we both felt like the beyonce self-titled album was revolutionary in terms of the way it was rolled out yes Mm -hmm. um it had a lot of great music on it it had some good tracks but this was the first project that we felt was a piece of art that was a transcendent piece of art right Right, it's gonna be a point in her like when there's the eponymous book written about her career a decade (laughs) from now right Right. this is going to be like a segment of her career right right yeah and so oh go ahead well i was going to say going back to listen to that album though Mm -hmm. i skipped through half of it right the music itself right i think Mm -hmm. is a little bit kind of all over the place and it's one of the arguments i have against artists like your drakes and your beyonce's which is when you try to become all things to all people it's very difficult to do and so when you make an album that is like a concept album like Good Kid Mad City by Kendrick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though everybody claims they love that album, I, I still don't believe them. And, and we're years later. Um, you know, you, when you, you, your album is really serving a specific market segment that really understands and feels that particular visual narrative. Right. But when you're all things to all people, it's more so a situation where you have to make a lot of different songs in a lot of different ways so that you serve all of the markets that are, are yeah, audience. no, I totally get that. I think Beyonce sometimes struggles with making timeless music. I even think from a pure sometimes music struggles. perspective, um, and I argued this earlier before we got on the mic, that from a pure musical perspective, Anti is actually better than Lemonade. And, uh, and, I, was, yeah. and I was, oh, Rihanna's latest album. And I, I haven't listened to that. Yeah, <laughs> that, but the fact that I haven't listened to it yeah. is something I was going to talk about with the Drake conversation. But right. Yeah. Finish your but, uh, yeah, but anyway, so just jump back to what I was saying really quickly about the, the album playlist thing. While I do think that that's fine that we can discuss the playlist thing sometimes, and maybe we are trending that way, mm-hmm. but I do think sometimes 
artists put these labels in as a cop out if it doesn't go well hmm. right so something can That's be dope. a mixtape it'll always be a mixtape unless it gets received really well and right. then it's an album right. and then right. it's about a magical indie career that happened with a right. dollar and a dream she doesn't right? like Chance the Rapper by the way let's put that trying. out there I haven't I'm even listened to that right that was subtle that shots <laughs> shots for fire it's just a person it's a Chance seems like a very very nice kid that cares about the <laughs> right? let me uh, leave that uh, alone I'm not okay. trying to you know yeah, I didn't grow so. up with a black church maybe that's why I don't care for a three minute gospel song before you actually start laughing but that's neither here nor there Yo, we gotta um, we gotta ad lib some, some shots fired on that one <laughs> so, I'm here with peace and love okay so thoughts on the Drake playlist though yeah. what did you think yeah. of it um I think Drake is generally a culture vulture, which, I mean, there are plenty of people who We've are that, said right? That yeah. On this podcast. So, yeah. and there are plenty of people who are that and own it. I think what becomes insulting about Drake for me and mm. for people who, you know, I grew up, one of my, I should specify my family is African. So I grew up around an immigrant community. I grew up also around a lot of Latinos and West Indians. And so these are all genres of music I care about, enjoy, and like. And I don't think there's anything wrong with drawing from those influences. Obviously, there was a whole wave from 04 to 07 when Dancehall went nationwide, right? right? Then, you know, I still, I live in Flatbush, Brooklyn, so I'm listening to Soca and Dancehall all the time, right? Yes. Um, and I love it. Like I do it. <laughs> I want to go to Trinity Carnival. Almost all my friends are West right. Indian, right? right? So I don't think there's anything wrong with drawing from it. All I think my friends are black. <laughs> <laughs> what becomes insulting for me is when you try to just point out oh he's drawing from this and they're like no that's part of his identity he's from Toronto he's always been a road man except for the time you when he rapped like Fonte Drake isn't your man's <laughs> Except for the time that he rapped like Fonte, or except for the time that he rapped like he was from Houston, or except for the time that he rapped like XYZ, you know, but he was always a roadman in his heart, big man take, and you're like, all right, that's fine if you want to do that. So here's here's what my my take on it, right? And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the Drake playlist, Mm -hmm. is that I I need one of two things to happen. I either need everybody to start putting these connecting these dots better than they do. Okay. Or I just need to be better clued in on all these things that are happening. Okay. And I've listened to about, I don't know, I guess a third of it. And I was actually enjoying what I was listening to. Now, maybe I was... also liked Drake Future. So let's let's put that in context. I like the few... I like the, uh, the Jumpman track. That Jumpman right, track is the shit. Man. I love that joint. Right. right. But I also... Maybe I'm just tolerating some of this music. But what I don't understand is mm-hmm. I get on social media. I get on Facebook, whatever. And people are trashing this album, right? Oh, but really? They're they trashing this playlist. I don't know that. But I... That's what's showing up on my news. Yeah, feed. I haven't I haven't heard much feedback about it because it really yeah. just came out yesterday, right? right? Okay. So I know I saw some people were were trashing the playlist, mm-hmm. and then it's the same folks that were trashing um, the other joint he had was it views or whatever yeah. uh, the views. joint that had okay. um, I played a couple of tracks at a party. I yeah, yeah, what yeah. It was. Views, views from the yeah, six. yeah, yeah. And so, but at the same time, like people like that album, right? Uh-huh. And. Or, Did they? Or, Views? I think, well, well okay. It, it, there well, are songs on. that became an undeniable yes. pop hit, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. deny that's what that. I mean. That's, yeah. what that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, sure. And I think that the same folks who I see are kind of being critical of a lot of Drake's music that he's put out mm-hmm. are also celebrating some of this trap music. And I don't mm-hmm. really get that. Oh, you mean like the, how everybody loves Future, but then Drake puts out the same thing and people... Yeah, and I'm, and I'm seeing the same people do this. And I, mm-hmm. some of these things don't necessarily make sense to me. Yeah, I think that 
when it, I, I almost think that sometimes people are too harsh on Drake because when I listen to it and what I mean by I enjoyed it, like I was, I was bouncing, I could tolerate it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like I, my ears weren't hurting. Well, Unlike right. some of the so, stuff so that I'm So Drake has to. put himself in a conversation with Nas, with Jay-Z, with Rick Ross. With He's done this are, or other people have done he this? He has and He's other people it. have, yeah. right? Okay. So, so I think Drake himself holds himself to a different standard than someone like Future. I then think that's fair. Future if he's makes doing music, that, then okay. right? Future makes music for you to get high and enjoy yourself, and he doesn't. He doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. Drake, on the other hand, is somebody who's introduced himself as an artist that he feels as though he can lyrically compete with whoever. He's gone at Common, who is you know somebody who's considered in the canon of hip hop as as a, a formidable MC as an opponent. He actually considers himself a lyrical MC. Right? Then this is our responsibility as intelligent music listeners, critical right. thinkers. We need to be able to separate what he's what he says and what he's actually trying to accomplish. Okay. Right? In this sense that I can listen to all that stuff and just say bullshit, but mm. I recognize it's good for his brand. You said it on the last podcast right. that Drake is a social media expert. Right. And I think that all the things that he says, all the things that he does, and the way that he's putting out the music in the playlist for him are all things that are going to help his brand. The most important thing for him to do is to stay relevant. Right. Staying relevant gets you money. Releasing albums may not necessarily get you money. Right. And what I meant when I when I when I mean to clarify what I said by like connecting the dots right. is numerous times we've had conversations where we talked about the old not only not only is the old way of like making music kind of dying out with the mm -hmm. labels having soul you know control um the artist may not have been making wait did i say that backwards i said the the labels used to have soul control right. over over right. at least the money the financial aspect okay. of it right so that brand that model is dying out mm -hmm. and artists are more focused on making money now and i think that his approach right. to making music is his best way mm -hmm. to get money and to keep that money coming in so and what you're saying now sounds like counter to your criticisms of tupac because actually tupac's situation was similar in that you know people say tupac is hypocritical people say tupac has done lots of things that were over the top things but he's actually an actor because he's doesn't really come from this place and that place and, and the third but all of those things that you're talking about when it comes to Tupac as an entertainer those those defenses actually apply to who Tupac was as an artist but my beef with Tupac isn't necessarily with him as an artist okay. I think he's good you could even say he's great that's fine I don't think he's near as good uh, I don't think he's nearly as talented as some of my favorite MCs. But did Pac put himself in those conversations or did you? Well, but my, we're talk, we're but hold on, but my beef, but, but my beef in the past wasn't really with Pac for doing that. My beef mm -hmm. in the past was with fans who mm -hmm. considered him some kind of fallen angel. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, that's all bullshit mm -hmm. in my, in my opinion. So I think, um, just about Drake, right. The problem is in pop, right? Like we were talking mm -hmm. about Beyonce early. Right. You can arguably be all things to all people. Right. You cannot do that in hip hop. Right. Right. Agreed. And I think if Drake wants to be in hip hop, he's going to have that um, problem of dissonance, right? Agreed. And the problem is you can't argue that you're in the top class. You want to, oh, Kendra called me out in a control verse and I'm offended because I should be in that conversation and I think I can hold up to that, right? Mm. And say, all right, that's fine. And then credible claims of ghostwriting or people writing his songs to mind his fans say, it doesn't matter because he's a pop artist, right? Right, you can't exist exactly. In both you can't be both. And I that's agree. the problem he's done. And the problem that happens and why I think people have trashed the More Life playlist is again, it comes down to a project.
aspect. I know I'm the one that's all listened to it end to end, but it jumps in themes, right? So it goes from like London grime, like, oh, mm-hmm. I've been on romanting, I'm here listening to Stormzy <laughs> pointing out a gigs verse, right? All fine, you know, the skeptic interlude. Then it goes into like the Soka Toronto influence, right? Then it goes back to like four tracks from being like, wait, I can really rap. It's 7 a.m. in London, Toronto, <laughs> right? Like, okay, that's fine. You can do it. But each of those seem like separate projects. And it's mm. like, I mean, the first 15 tracks will probably be on a rooftop in Brooklyn on some Afrobeats playlist, but it's mm. not actually going to across the board apply, right? So mm. for me, and I guess maybe we'll talk about this later with Nikki. It's like, you've got to pick your lane, right? You want yeah. to do that pop crossover and say, this is where I deserve to be. I've made this crossover. I'm mm. here. Cool. I'll clap, get your money. I ain't mm. mad at it, right? So, Even if I feel a way that he's been culture vulturing actual dance hall and soca artists, right? So, and, so as in a uh, South African house. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You saw Black Coffee was on there. And the funny thing is, yeah, he so, straight up took the, the Superman joint. So, Outlaw's a, 20, Outlaw's a big fan of, or, or I don't know if you still are, but definitely used to was be. a I mean, that, huge that's fan. That's how I got into DJing. Of was, South, African, South African house music. House music. And he DJed a lot of it. He was actually. Built up a pretty good name for himself, you know, spending a lot okay. of a lot yeah, of music. Yeah. I'll I'll brag on you. You don't have to brag on yourself. <laughs> um and so I, I actually when I saw Black Coffee because I think there was actually a concert that you and I were gonna go to together. Maybe. That was a black coffee concert. But anyway, um so when I saw that I was like, I wonder how if Outlaws heard this song and what, what his thoughts are. I listened to it. I was it was fine. Mm. Basically what he did was he took Superman. Mm. Um so so it was he, an existing song by Yeah, black he coffee. took yeah, he took Superman, which okay. was one of the biggest records to come out of South Africa. Typical um, Drake shit. Yeah, I mean I was in in fact I was actually in South Africa when that song not when it was released, but it, when it when was, it was like when it was huge. Like, right, this, right. This is twenty ten World so, yeah, Cup. Yeah, so I was there, so it was okay. a big deal. Yeah. Um, but basically, he just took that track and then edited some stuff and mm-hmm. put himself in there and just said like, uh, "We need to get it together." When I freaked the lyrics, so typical direction. I didn't, yeah. I didn't mind it. Like it was fine. And so, so, to go back to your point, I understand. I hear everything that you're saying, um, and I would agree. But my counter to that would just be like, where I will stand on it is to say that. Drake can say all these things. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe him, and I right. also don't care. I just wish that's the thing. I wish more of his fans would say, "That's fair," but yeah. I just don't care. Right. Instead right. of arguing down about it being a legitimate okay, standpoint, that's cool. that's yeah. there's plenty of things that I'm like, I get it, but I just don't care. Right. I wake uh-huh. up every day and I'm still a Knicks fan, and I don't know why. Right? <laughs> and it's like, so I get it. You stand by what you stand by. It is what it is. I have a 20 year old brother, Drake. I mean, he actually wasn't into more life, but you know, just generally speaking, he's like, I just don't care. Drake is my man's, right? Right, right? So that is all fair and understandable. Your fans are who your fans of. It's just right. that when you point out real facts and people try to push it, you're like, actually, you don't understand. I'm like, no, I very well do understand. Right, right. And you could like That's it cool. despite that, but don't don't act like I didn't make a valid point about it, right? No, I, okay. And so from that, so that seems like your argument is directed not so much towards Drake, but towards right. his his fans. Right. No, it really, it definitely is more towards his all fans because right, right, cool. Drake but see, obviously feeds his fandom, right? Yeah. That, so, that's yeah. that's gonna be our issue every time I, I think, think so. when we discuss right. a pop artist, right? right? So we we need to just go ahead and and I think Drake just needs to go ahead and allow himself to be categorized in the pop. The mm-hmm. pop category because that's what because I've always put him in because there. he operates that, he operates within the rules of pop artists he, he operates does. within the rules of the Backstreet Boys yeah. and In Sync and and you know Rihanna Madonna uh, Beyonce that's that's where Drake resides and right. and all this like we got to put him on track he's he's throwing subliminals at Jay Z and X Y Z he can get the fuck out of here with that oh, shit well, I'm right. sorry because he's just not he's not 
those artists. Like we, I, I'm, I, I don't think we need to put him in, in those conversations. Right. And, and when we, we don't, not. I, and, and when I agree we with don't, you. then we can be okay with all the fuck shit that he does. Which, so, all right. So I said before, I opened this up by saying, I need some folks to connect some dots here. And right. you all have been connecting the dots for me perfectly because <laughs> what you're saying, what you just said about Drake, right. I've always felt that way about Drake. Yeah. Maybe not always, but since I started following him more closely mm-hmm. I've always just considered him a pop artist in Since which case care, all this other official. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. which one Take Care was Take Care like, is to me the closest thing to a real legit solid album that he's ever put out which one what, what was on that one I don't even know Take Care and a bunch of other stuff <laughs> it's the joint where he had a gold gold cup on the on the front of it that doesn't um, yeah. around the time he did that song that was like a um a shout out to the Bay Area. Right, um, yeah. And either way, like, yeah. I mean, he's even started to acknowledge it. The last album he had on Views, mm. the song that was popular, and I'm blanking on the name. There's the one Controller, that, and no, then there's the, the, one the, that uh, the, the drum joint, you know, that pulled from Cha Cha to be a Hotline Blink. Hotline Blink, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he got Grammy nominated for that. that. He right. even acknowledged that, yo, they Grammy nominated me for that. Yeah on the rap category and it definitely yeah. is not a rap song yeah. right? right like so I think he's starting to publicly acknowledge that transition yeah. and that's more than fine I think yeah. he should his fans need to embrace that you too you know but it is what it is like he's a you pop know. artist yeah. and that's fine he has Maybe Ghost Riders um, his fans will argue if you really go back and listen to his music the songs that he's credited Ghost Riders on are the songs that are more R&B type songs and not the ones that have bars because his bars are remember whatever. what his fans argued that if you're reading this it's too late was written by Ghost Rider because he was trying to get out of his cash money contract right yeah like, no he just put that one out because Quentin Miller away. wrote all of it because he was trying to get out of his cash money contract it's like alright yo there's a lot of asterisks by my man's name. As long as we could put an asterisk by his name, he could do whatever he wants. He actually makes a lot of really entertaining music. I think he's very talented. Yeah, I think um, there's going to be songs on this playlist that people are going to be jamming to for a while. Listen, I might even the, jam to some of them. Every girl that goes to Everyday People is going to be dancing to the first 10 tracks of this album. He has a so song Everyday People is dope, called, by the way. I went, I went to one of those parties in Miami. He he actually has a song called The Mediba Interlude. Yeah, the I saw Rita. that and shit. I was bumping like, to it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a your catchy song, but I'm like, dog. Medieval for real, fam. All right, cool. You know, but, but uh, um, you know, it's it's a masterful moment again. Yeah. I told you he's the master of all moments, and I and I will not step away from that narrative. I feel that way. Listen, yeah. he's he's one of the few people. There are maybe three people to five people now that can get a bunch of folks who are 30 plus to jump off of whatever the hell they're doing, which is probably sitting on the couch. Cause that's what I do all day, and <laughs> turn on a radio station and listen to what he's about to drop. Right. Yeah, so you man. have to give him credit for creating. I took a screenshot I, I saw it actually i pulled up my apple music and i saw it and i was like oh it's out so i took a screenshot and i put it in a chat that i'm in like a group chat mm-hmm. and um you know i i dropped my phone and came back to my phone like 45 minutes later and everybody on the chat was like yeah i'm on track this and this and i was like yo literally everybody who was in that chat stopped what they were doing whatever it was that they were doing on a saturday mm-hmm. and was like i'm gonna listen to this and have an opinion on it so i mean like you said, there's not that many artists like today that can interrupt people's ADD. And I just mm-hmm. here, here's what uh, if you guys have do you guys have any more thoughts on it? Because no, no, you got to wrap this up. But I do have one more thought, and that is that the way that I was even that I even found out about this right was my man's was texting me yesterday, and he was like, "Yo, let me know what you think about this uh, this track with Black Coffee and this like oh, Miss Diva joint, right? Right. And so now this is a dude who. He still listens to a lot of this like pop hip hop stuff, right. but he wants to like good music and he does listen to good music. Mm-hmm. And 
I think what I would say to folks like that in that lane is to, to, to just stop digest, digesting this stuff. You know what I mean? No, but you and I had a conversation right. like, I don't know how many years ago it was. And mm-hmm. I was just saying like, look, you know, good music is out there. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. good hip hop music, but good music is always out there. Right. You can always find it. Right. There's timeless music from you know, numerous decades that you can just go listen to. Like there's good music out coming. There's good music coming out right now. Go out and find it and listen to that. If that's, you know, you don't need to complain about Drake doing whatever he's doing. Like, you know, go listen to to, to Anderson Pop. Go listen to Kei Go listen to Internet. I think there's a small small percentage of people that are actually willing to take time out of their schedule to try to look for music. If that's the case. When it's being shoved in their face. If that's the case, then yeah, but... How many times have you heard me during this conversation say, I haven't even listened to that. I haven't even mm-hmm. listened. To, and you know me. I listen to music all the time. Right. It's really easy to just. But I'll say this about you as someone <laughs> who's known you for a long time. And actually, I'm the same way. Right. You will intentionally unplug yourself from something that seems to be shoved in your face because you're like, why? Maybe. why right. Like, why, why would I consume this if they're trying to make me consume it? Maybe. I'll consume it on my own time. Right. And that's not most people. Most uh, people are. Yo, oh, that's the moment. What is that? I want right. to I want to see right. it real quick, right. which fair. is the reason why people stop their whole day to go listen to more life just because I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> they could have done anything at that moment in time. and been like, yo, when 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 I have time for this, I will, you know, X, Y, and Z. But literally they stopped what they were doing to be a part of the moment that is right. more life. All right. All right. So, anyway. yeah. so I think that might wrap it up for you, at least this segment. You had you, I thought you had a, a, another topic you want to talk about. Well, I mean, we could talk about Remy, but that's kind of old. I mean, I guess I'll give like a quick 20 seconds. We got a resident New Yorker on, uh, on, on, uh, on deck. <laughs> Due to no, some violent I'm, content, I mean, I wrote about parental discretion is advised. I am a very well-documented Remy Ma fan. True. I'm like um, the one of four people that listened to the I'm Around mixtape that she dropped when she first got out of prison. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe five other people listened to it besides yeah. me. Right. I really care about her. And, you know, like I said previously, um, obviously this whole situation, no matter what, is a win-win for Remy. She struggled True. to find a way to operate in an early 2000s approach to rap and hip-hop in 2017. I agree. And this was a way to give her kind of a boost Um and, it, and that's fair, you know. She can mm. rap. She's always been able to rap. I know people have been saying Papoose wrote it. And I'm like, if you know anything about Remy, you wouldn't think that. Um, mm. And that's good for her. I never thought Nikki was ever going to make a solid response, much less a response. So, I mean, good for her that she actually responded, I guess. That was a response? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's the other like, part, right? Um, and I'll get to that in a second. Like I, I um, think she should. She could have just... Left it with the Instagram post, whatever that think, she was doing. Well, yeah, well, the voice that <laughs> but she all we all told, we all told her, oh, the Instagram post isn't good enough. If you remember, right. the whole internet was like, yeah, Instagram post isn't good enough. <laughs> the Instagram post isn't good enough. But I also think for someone like her, it would have been irrelevant for her to respond, right? Because ultimately, yeah. her fan base is no longer her right. mixtape fans, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. All the folks that cared about beam me up, Scotty, and all that. Unfortunately, stuff, right? she cares. She thinks that people like she's like, oh, my fans, like, you know, I want to let y'all know that I can still rap, which but she, she can't. Can. Right? Yeah. All of her fans are 14 year old girls in suburbia who that's not true they're not know. all that they're not that those aren't all her those fans. are the ones that buy her there's out. a lot of grown-ass men that, that still stand no, for her there's grown-ass <laughs> women and men who still stand for her and i'm yeah. one who like and you can tell you i defended nikki for a yeah, very we've, very long we've gone time. at each other's neck about about <laughs> nikki so i will pretend that i haven't right but i'm saying the people who buy her albums the people that ask their moms right, to pay right, for her right, concert right. tickets the ones that make her bread are not the there's fans not, that care there's about There's not her a rap. lot of 30-year-old barbs. Let's 
be a hundred, right? Like, right. there's not a lot of women over thirty that are getting dressed up in that ridiculous and paying garb tickets and for paying her concert, for those concerts. Right? Okay. That's just not the case. Look at the stars that have come out on her side. It was literally Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande. I'm not making that up. You could Google it, right? So it can tell you. It, it tells you what her fan base correlates with, right? It's the people who liked her when Taylor Swift rapped Super Bass, right? Like, mm. and that's fine. So for mm. those fans, they're like, "Who's Remy Ma? I was in fourth grade when she went to jail." That's yeah. fine. It is what it is, right? Mm. Um, so I don't know why she needed to respond. So yo, I think, can we yeah. take this conversation though to? I haven't actually even listened to this record, but mm. so uh, Nikki puts out her her you know response, and it features Drake and it features Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, she had a response. Nikki's that's not the response that I heard. Yeah, it had no Drake three verses. It yeah, had Drake no and Lil Wayne. Ever got to, no oh, one nobody listened that far. Listen to it because yeah. it was the second and third. There were three verses on it. Yeah, I only. How does it go? It's the No Fraud song or whatever. Yeah, it's called No Frauds. You've definitely mm. heard it. If you heard the response, I thought that I was the, the only response. response there was. Yeah. Okay. okay. And Drake that. and Wayne are on there? Drake and yeah. Wayne are on there. I didn't no know that. Um, no and so she essentially, I guess, begged Drake and Lil Wayne to rap verses about how they think she's still attractive despite the fact that her ass dropped, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and then there's a response now with Papoose. So there's oh, Remy there Ma and pa- oh you haven't heard oh, you it mean, yet. I, I haven't heard it. There's a response. Uh-oh. I think it's out now, right? Okay. I, I saw. A so I haven't of a listened to it yet. Yeah. Maybe it, ha- it hasn't dropped, but yeah. I, I saw the the art for it and everything. And essentially, so now Papoose and, and it's funny because you know if you you're familiar with Papoose, if you're familiar with Papoose, Papoose has never met a microphone that he didn't want to rap on. Right. Um, so like, this is like his perfect opening because she created a song where she has two niggas that this shit has nothing to do with on her record. Mm-hmm. So this gives her an opportunity. Oh, my sister's got into a fight, but then the brother, the brother tried to fight the brother. So now Papoose can jump in right. and now he can put his bars to it. How do y'all feel about that? She also made a line in No Frauds trying to get at him, right? So, mm. I mean, Nikki also opened the avenue, right? She made yeah. this, a line that is ridiculously stupid the line is and excuse my french or whatever it's like your pussy on yuck guess you needed a pap which oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, you can say whatever you want on this podcast well you know i don't know no, but, it's love. you know no, it's, um, it's, it's cool. <laughs> so and the line is stupid for what a couple of reasons right one um regular pap smears are an actual important part of opgyn health and please get them unless you find out too late you have cervical yeah, cancer we're a safe we're a safe <laughs> podcast that has we nothing like... to do with stds or std testings it's purely for cervical cancer right screens. but this is the same woman that <laughs> advertised she was going to put her vagina on your sideburn right and i don't so, understand what that is going to do for any of the people involved but you know good luck so just fyi so that's the first part and the great part about it is that she actually did a lyrical video mm-hmm. um, explaining her lyrics for people uh, who couldn't understand all the metaphors so there's like a screenshot so of like her literally saying guess needed a pop and under it right it goes in parentheses poos under it spear <laughs> and I was like I'm like really your fans need to understand to like break that down they're 14 <laughs> man they don't, they've never gotten a pass before and so like I have a same as like my background of just pop poos and smear because apparently that needs to be explained so many double entendres so she opened the window and listen yeah. Remy and Pap are a relationship made in heaven beyond yeah. the fact that he waited seven summers yeah. and six winters for her yeah. they're both some I'll rap for seven straight minutes with no hook ass niggas so right like, <laughs> and then on top of that Remy Ma will shoot her best friend in the stomach over $1,500 right. and Papoose is also you know somebody who's known to be <laughs> out there as well exactly. so you know good luck to Drake who's the hood 
list and Nikki, who's also the hood, is you might not want to see those people in real life. Um, but I, I think, you know, I like the fact that they opened the window for Pap because I just want to hear. I like I, I don't think he's he's ever had the playing field level to a point where like with Remy, we got to hear um, the Annie Up remix. Right. Which right. she right. killed. And the joint got so big that it was like it was in campaigns and et cetera. Right. Pap's biggest moment was Kendrick almost sort of accidentally allowed him to get the mic at Summer Jam. Yeah. And then he kind of, and then they, and then they played him a little bit. What'd you think of that? What'd you think of that joint? Um, that, the alphabet joint. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask about it just because I've been a fan of Black Alicious for a long time. Uh, Black Alicious actually did alphabetical slaughter before Papoose's joint got, Mm -hmm. got popular. Um, and I, I just think that he's an alliterative ass nigga. Like, I think he raps like that all the time. Right. So I just thought it was okay. No, Pap. So I think I got to the letter T and stopped. <laughs> right. I just didn't care. There's actually the... And I'm not just in it. I just didn't care. I think there's like a remix of it where Cool G Rap comes on and does Ooh. the letter P, I think, and kills it. Yeah. I mean, so, you know my yeah, thoughts on Cool G Rap. Yeah, G Rap is, is so yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the alphabet thing because I actually sent this to a couple of friends. Somebody tweeted that Pap's going to come out with a response that was like, I see Nikki naked, Nikki, now that na na nasty. <laughs> and I was like, that is definitely a potential Pap bar. <laughs> yeah, my, my criticism of Pap has always been that he raps too hard. And, and that, that sounds weird for as somebody who really likes lyrical hip hop, but like, like I don't find I I never really found his music very enjoyable personally, okay. um and he came out around the same time that Saigon came out and I actually was a big Saigon fan right. so maybe uh, that's part of it. All right, but, well what happened to Saigon? Last I saw him he was on like Love and Hip Hop and then yeah, he, never he was saw on Love and Hip Hop. He snatched his girl up. It was some it was borderline domestic violence yeah, shit and, I, and nobody liked him ever again. So. Yeah. But uh, God bless Nikki. I'm sure she'll still get her pop hits. I'm sure she'll still get the DJs in New York to spin her tracks. She'll be perfectly fine. Do yeah. Do y'all think? Um, do y'all see big things coming for Remy? This coming forward? Um, I hope so. Remy's mm. biggest problem is that she doesn't have an ear for beats, and she needs somebody mm. to work with her on that. She can. But rap. she's got Fat Joe on. She's on always that. been rapping. Um, she's she's got to find an ear for beats. I think there's local New York rappers that have figured out a sound that work well for her. She was mm. on. The Wait a Minute remix, and I thought mm. that she smashed that. Um, mm. I think if she works with people like Young and May, who like can find good beats that get radio play, and she jumps on that, that's yeah. cool. But Remy's biggest problem is she's never been able to pull it off of a twelve, like twelve track album. I so I one hundred percent agree. Um, I think that Remy's had her biggest moments in the Lean Backs and the Annie Ups, where she kind of piggybacked on something that already had momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if she can get involved in something that's kind of already crazy, she will bat it out of the park. Um, you know, and then from there, I just think that Remy, I think every woman has a little bit of Remy in them. And I, I feel like, you know, she has a personality that she can carry it when she gets that record that's out of here. No, nah, I agree. And on our last podcast, yeah. uh, when Bezo was here, I was saying that, uh, you know, I didn't think that Remy was going to sell records. Like, I, I mm-hmm. thought the whole beef, like, even though I enjoyed it, yeah. that I didn't think it mattered. And I need to retract that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just in the sense that I've listened to, she was recently featured on Another Round podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend made me go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it, and I think I kind of understood things from a different perspective, that yeah. Remy actually does have a substantial amount of fans. Yeah. Primarily because of the whole love and hip hop thing, I didn't even know she was right. on love and hip hop. Yeah, like I yeah. Watch. Remy, yeah, Remy and Papoos are arguably the best case example of black love on TV right, right yeah. now. And I and I think because of that, and I think that it's like what you said. Every right. woman has a little bit of Remy in, in her, and the fact right. that she is so relatable. Yeah. In in a lot of what she just I guess yeah. her approach I and think, her things. 
because we are currently in an era of just we know everything is manufactured and everything is right. kind of simulated for TV. I think that's why part of why the Cardi B's in the world are yeah. really popping up because they yeah. don't pretend to be anything other than right, that. Right? Right, Cardi right. B's like, I'm a stripper from the hood. My English is suspect and it's okay and I'm right, out here, right? right? And I think Remy speaks to that too. She doesn't know how to be anything other than herself. I 100% agree with posture. you. I think, you know, in a world where, we, you know, we look at the Kardashians for entertainment, these people offer something that's completely counter to that. And so, you know, for folks that don't really feel like they relate or they don't see, you know, Kylie Jenner or, or whatever as like what they what they aspire to, mm-hmm. this gives you like the opposite perspective. And I think that a lot of people gravitate towards that. Right. So I don't know if you want to wrap this segment up. Yeah, we can wrap uh, it up. Anything else? No, I, th- I think that should do it for the wrap up. We did the wrap up, except except there's no uh, bars by Uncle Murder or you know <laughs> uh, any pawn right commercials that we're going to add to this. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything else before we sign off. No, uh, I'm good to go. Y'all going to hear the next episode before you hear this one, so it's all love. Yeah. <laughs> all right, one.